When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You ran across this first, and it was Michigan scouting the balls, And you came up with a, a conspiracy theory that, I'll be honest with you, Caleb, you come up with some conspiracy theories sometimes that, Throw me for a loop a little bit. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But this one I'm a, I'm kind of on board with, even though it's it's kind of out there. So let's start with what happened. What the H? Why was Michigan scouting Tennessee? And it's brought to you by Andy Mason of AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Andy Mason, best prices, best service in the biz in Knoxville, over 40 years of experience. So, Caleb. Why was Michigan scouting the Vols, and how did the Vols get drug into Jim Harbaugh's ongoing khaki drama? So it wasn't just the Vols. Allegedly, Michigan scouted Tennessee, Clemson, Georgia, Oregon, and Alabama last year at different points, went to different games with all of them. Now, we with Tennessee, we know the game they scouted, and the universities now released some information on it where there was a suspicious purchase of a ticket from a – from one of those ticket buying services online and and somebody's name that was given to somebody else that made that makes it very clear Michigan went to the Tennessee Kentucky game on on October the 29th. For those who don't remember that was right before Tennessee was set to play play Georgia the next week. It was right before the college football playoff rankings were set to come out. So Michigan scouted Tennessee. Notice the names I said there, Dave. Tennessee, Clemson, Georgia, Oregon, Alabama. What do four of those five schools have in common outside of what do what do every school outside of Georgia have in common from those four? You tell me. They all suffered mysterious upset losses in November. Okay. Playoff hopes. Okay. Now, one of them, we all were. I'll get to Tennessee and Clemson in a minute because I think you guys know where I'm going with that. Oregon was upset by Washington and Oregon State in November. Now, you could maybe assume they'd lose one of those games, but you can't really expect them to – you wouldn't expect them to lose to Washington at home. That kind of threw people off a little bit. And Oregon State, yes, it was at Oregon State, but Oregon was a better team. They were in the playoff hunt. Alabama lost to LSU. 
one of the reasons me, one of the reasons you, one of the reasons so many people picked out LSU to win the West this year was because they beat Alabama Brian Kelly's first year. But Dave, outside of that LSU, that Alabama win last year, if you really look at it, LSU didn't do anything that impressive. We based everything on LSU beating Alabama last year, but they got blown out by Tennessee at home. They lost to Texas A&M at the end of the at the end of November, and they got blown out by Georgia in the SEC title game. They weren't that good of a team. It's just the Alabama game that led all of us to hype them up this year. So that's mysterious. But the most mysterious is obviously South Carolina, who is two and five this year, was six and four, and Shane Beamer may have been on the brink of being fired. And out of the blue, they have a resurgence where they just beat the brakes off Tennessee, and then they go and beat Clemson, costing both of them shots at the college football playoff. So my theory comes, it wasn't just about scouting teams they may play. It was about sharing information on those teams because they wanted to clear the field to get to the playoff in case they lost to Ohio State. Now, they didn't lose to Ohio State anyway, but this was a way to clear the field to make sure that it didn't matter if they lost to Ohio State, they were getting in anyway. Okay, so your theory is that this information was shared among coaches? I believe this information was shared with other coaches. Yes, I believe that the Michigan I believe Michigan shared this information with South Carolina and either Oregon State or Washington and definitely LSU because these upsets were all very suspicious. Okay, tell me on the message board, do you think that this is crazy conspiracy uh Caleb time or not? I don't think it's crazy. I'm not adhering to it, but I don't think it's crazy. And I think it's a possibility because all these coaches talk, okay? So we go to SEC Media Days to bring you interviews, but we also go to SEC Media Days to talk to other media members so that we can get them on our show. David said he's drinking the Kool-Aid. And the coaches convention is the exact same thing. They have it every December. Those guys don't go there to sit in in some sort of meeting about a 4-3 defense and how to run the fundamentals. It's networking. That's exactly what it is. And they go to the coaching convention, which is usually held in Dallas every December. In other words, you may not think it, but all these coaches know each other. And they go from job to job. I mean, goodness, look at Jeremy Pruitt. He he was at so many jobs. He knew everybody. Um, if, if you want to look at... Uh, Lane Kiffin and the staff he was able to assemble. Why? Because they all had ties amongst each other. And he plucked guys from everywhere. So they all know each other. So could I see a sharing of information? Absolutely, I could. However, I think that was ultimately the Jeremy Banks game. And Jeremy Banks, because of the off-field issues missing a practice and starting a skirmish with Hendon Hooker uh, two days before the game is what cost Tennessee that game. So I think you're on to something very interesting, and I would be stunned if some of Michigan's coaches didn't share some information with some of those teams. But with Tennessee in particular, I believe firmly it was the Jeremy Banks game. But all of what you're saying does make an awful lot of sense. And these, again, these coaches, because I've talked to them, they know each other way more than you think. They A coach at Alabama doesn't think, I hate that coach at Auburn because he's wearing Auburn. No, you don't think that. You think the, 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 the postman hates the UPS guy? No. I mean, it's just two different jobs 
to them, to a lot of them. Yeah, I think that Tennessee fans were raised in a time where Philip Fulmer and Johnny Majors had ties to the university, but that's the exception to the rule, Caleb. That's usually not the case. These guys all know each other, and it wouldn't stun me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What do you think? David says he's drinking the Kool-Aid. Is Caleb on to something? Did the Wolverines cost Tennessee a berth in the college football playoff? That's what Caleb's saying right now. Dave, I, I, I'm with you. It was a Jeremy Banks game, but here's where it's weird. The Jeremy Banks game may explain how South Carolina, which was scoring seven to 10 points a game, gave had like six points the week before against Florida. Could maybe explain why they scored 40 points. It doesn't explain how they scored a touchdown on every single drive that was meaningful in that game. Every single drive they scored a touchdown. That doesn't happen, okay? I don't care who, I don't care if you're playing a Division three school. You usually don't score a touchdown. I don't care if Alabama's playing a Division three school. You usually don't score a touchdown on every drive. You usually slip up once. They didn't slip up once in that game. And on top of that, it wasn't just Tennessee. They then beat Clemson the next week at Clemson. Okay, that's the year they end the losing streak to Clemson. And then on top of that, again, I want to go back to LSU. I'm starting to think in my mind, because y'all know I was high on Brian Kelly and LSU. Did I overrate them? Because I look back and we based everything about our hype behind LSU this year on that Alabama game. What else did they do last year, Dave? Who else did they beat? Nobody of substance. Nobody. Nobody. How they manage to beat Alabama and beat it, but beat nobody else of substance. An Alabama team that had its best quarterback in history in Bryce Young. I mean, that's just weird. And so now at the end of the day, where this all comes down to, I have to point this out. I don't think I don't have a problem with sign ceiling. Here's my philosophy on it. I think sign ceiling works to the advantage of the team that had their signs stolen. Because if you actually are smart, you realize your signs are stolen and then you switch your signs up at halftime and you catch the whole defense off guard every time. You line up the same formation, pretend you're running the same signs, and then you have the advantage at that point. And so yeah. it's it's not hard to change your signs at all. And and Tennessee's is pretty uh, difficult because they have three guys sending in signs and they wear the different color shirts. So it's it's not difficult to change that up. We're not talking about rewriting the English language. Um, it's really not difficult at all. A couple of other notes on this. You'd think Michigan would want a national championship before they fired a head coach. Who could, would they go after? I will tell you this. There is a there's a pretentiousness, an academic pretentiousness that we've talked about in the Big Ten, in some Big Ten schools. Ohio State less than others, but there certainly is at Michigan. Michigan, I could see being irked by Jim Harbaugh flirting with the NFL 
And now this comes up and they could run him off and think that they could go hire another coach because they're cocky and they don't like the fact that he's not a play-by-the-rules type of guy and he's not a yes-or-no-sir guy. He's a jackass to deal with by all coaches I've talked to. So, yes, I think that they would want a national championship, but I think they would risk it and try to get somebody else thinking, hey, we're Michigan, we can do this. You know, Tennessee did that with Philip Fulmer, by the way, so it's not unheard of. Now, David Michael brings up an interesting point. Would Kiffin go to Michigan? The answer is hell yes, but they wouldn't hire him. But he would go. First of he all, would go in a heart, he would go in a heartbeat. He would go in two seconds. But if they have to fire Jim Harbaugh because of a scandal, if you have to fire a coach for a scandal, the number one coach you're not calling is Lane Kiffin at that point. That's just whoa, whoa, whoa. You're talking to the guy who wrote the story that, that, that there's no way Southern California would come after Lane Kiffin the day that Lane Kiffin left. So That's don't. Because- that was a desperation hire. Do you remember how many people turned down USC because they knew that USC was in trouble? Yeah, I wrote about him and looked like a jackass because he the story that came out in the paper at 6 a.m. And by 7 p.m., he was USC's head coach. So, Dave, do you think Michigan is stuck in? So we know Notre Dame is. Notre Dame is stuck in. They believe it's still 1970, right? That they can win with toughness and fundamentals and grittiness and discipline and and going to class and it doesn't matter they still believe that old school mentality and they're like we're Notre Dame so it doesn't matter do you think Michigan has that mentality sir do you think they have a frustrating like guys Michigan has won half of a national championship since 1947 let me say that again they've won half of a national championship since 1947 are you telling Uh, me Michigan has the Notre Dame pretentiousness or don't you think at this point they have a desperation of we're tired of not winning national titles. Forget it. We're just going to go win the national title and stick the middle finger up to the NCAA that has no teeth anyway. I think they have the Notre Dame pretentiousness. I really do. Um, the man of steel, uh, well, let's call him Clark, says, I am suspicious of this theory. Very interesting. David Michael taking a step further and saying Michigan paid banks to sweep Hendon's leg. It's all there. I'm not ready to go that far. But there. I don't think anybody knew about Jeremy Banks and Hendon Hooker. No, I don't think so. 